0: The super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scott Cast. I am here today, obviously, with fan favorite Ian Dixon. And let me tell you, Ian, I can see clearly now. The rain is gone? The the fog is gone. Okay. The blurriness. I've got glasses. Yeah. This is the first time I've ever worn corrective glasses. It's like I'm watching Scott Cast's. Feudcast and 1080p glory Yeah For the first time
1: Except it's just reality
2: Mm-hmm. It
1: means it's it's, uh, it's amazing to Be able to fully experience Your uh, surroundings huh It really is It really is Like in crisp
0: detail mm-hmm. Like Boy did I Not realize How sharp and clear Letters are i thought everyone just smudged it yeah i thought smudging was the thing to do these days i thought it was just an in style
1: but you read a lot and you just have like books like two centimeters from your face or what well what happened is my left eye is totally
0: messed up Mm. like it was so blurry Mm -hmm. and like with these glasses it's perfect yeah my right eye had nothing wrong with it whatsoever.
1: So I'm just like going pirate style. You just read with one eye.
0: I was basically doing everything with one eye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So now I have these glasses and everything's perfect. Although this is like a completely superfluous lens right here. Yeah, well it's for style. It's for style. I was hoping they had monocle. That would have been great. Like, can I get a monocle, please? That would have been fitting for you. Right? I should have asked. I didn't ask. They just had that, like, this was their line. It's on the wall. This is
1: all it is. uh, So you have, like, depth perception and stuff now. Yeah, I see things.
0: (laughs) When you first put on glasses after never really wearing any, everything is, like, at a 45-degree angle for, like, the first day or so. I'm like just now getting over that. I just got them last night.
1: Did it feel like you were like either really close or really far from the ground? It didn't feel any of those things. Like Mm I, like my depth perception
0: was better than it ever been, Mm -hmm. obviously. Cause I have two things working for me. (laughs) (laughs) I have two units of input now. That's great. Like it was just like me rushing into any scenario with like work or something like that. It's like, I kind of know how to do this. <laughs> I could see it. I can, I'll, just, I'll just play around with it. So like, my edit, I didn't really get queasy or anything, mm-hmm. but like, I could tell I shouldn't drive with it because everything was at a 45 degree angle. Yeah. And I feel like that would mess up my orientation. Seems like it. And, yeah. But that's it. I could do anything else. Like I chopped onions, watched Breaking Bad, We're on to the third to last episode, I believe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Getting down to the nitty gritty. Right. You've seen the the whole thing before? Or this is like first run through? I've seen the whole thing before. Okay. So you know what's coming. I know what's coming. And like the first time you go through,
0: you're following Walter White. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, I wonder what this guy's going to do. I'm kind of rooting for him. Mm -hmm. And second time going through, you're like, ooh, this guy's kind of... Ooh, he's creepy. (laughs) You know? Yeah. It's like, wow. Because they really did make a guy that just, like, became evil. Yeah. Like, towards the end,
1: he's just killing children. Well, I mean, all along it was really about him. Right. But, uh, yeah, you don't realize that the first time through.
0: And his wife just wants him to admit it. That's for him. It's okay to be a meth dealer. Just, just say that's what you want to be. Just be true to yourself. That's right. You know?
2: <laughs>
0: just be true to yourself. If you're a meth dealer at heart, swing that meth. Swing that crystal yoke. That's not going to be the episode title. <laughs> That's not. Oh, the audience agrees. Yeah. The audience likes when I keep it on the straight and narrow. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to ruffle any FCC or FAC or FAA feathers. That's right. By speaking out of school on a microphone. I have standards. We only report the truth, true news. Mm-hmm. Every dicks in the news is a real dicks in the news. That's right. Yes. But before we get into dicks in the news, which we have a few things of, we've got a few things on our mind. Amongst which Just a couple dicks
1: in the news. Just a couple of dicks in the news. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You kind of said it with a weird intonation, like you paused in the middle of your name. It was kind of weird. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we've got an email bag. (laughs) Scott, I have many fears in my life. Amongst them, the most feared is the spider. Mm -hmm. arachnophobia. I fear spiders and all that they stand for. I don't even like Spider-Man. I moved into a new house and I loved it. Mm -hmm. But summer came and with it, an infestation of spiders that no exterminator has been able to vanquish. Mm -hmm. Should I smoke them out? in an inferno blaze, die in glory amongst their corpse? Or do I move and fail as a human being against the spider horde? Sincerely, um, oh, All Hell Scott cast, Glory B to Scott cast. Mm-hmm. Signed, Gilbert Edward George Larriston Elliot Murray can... Ken-
1: and Mound. Okay. So he's come to come up with two options, and it's burn your house down or move?
0: Yeah, according to Gilbert Edward George Larriston Elliot, Elliot Murray Kinnon Mound, his entire life is boiled down to a coin flip upon which he must choose. Mm-hmm. Burn his house down with him in it. Mm-hmm. Or move. And fail the human race itself the entirety of it
1: it's pretty fatalistic
0: how what do you mean by that what's fatalistic like i I, I kind of i think he
1: should burn it choose from these two horrible outcomes like is there a third possibility what if he just accepted that spiders are part of the natural ecology and that they keep his house free of other pests, like fucking mosquitoes, which are worse. That's true. Mosquitoes are, by and
0: large, worse. But we don't know what kind of spiders this guy's dealing with. Do you think he's dealing with, like, uh, like the scary movies to tell in the dark? Spider girl, where she had the spiders, like, uh, pouring like out of come a Come out of her face?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean... It'd be nice to be part of the... Uh, the life cycle of uh, another creature, wouldn't it? But she went mad just being at one part of the life cycle, let alone
0: the entire thing. This guy wouldn't have to live with these creatures. Eight-legged
1: freaks they be. Yeah, well, they're not so bad. If I look on the bright side, I gotta be glass half full kind of guy. Okay, okay. What's the glass half full? Is it really that they eat
0: mosquitoes? Like, maybe there's a lot of spiders there because there's also a lot of mosquitoes. So now you you're living well, in a imagine, mosquito and imagine how many mosquitoes hole.
1: there would be if you had zero spiders.
0: Maybe you shouldn't live in the mosquito spider <laughs> hellhole. <laughs> I think you failed the human race by mm-hmm. colonizing somewhere you don't belong. That's a, definitely an ecology not for humanity. I mean that's possible. Like maybe you should give it up. We should give up more of the world to nature. Like, yeah. We cling to like our development and mm-hmm. our sprawl, but why not just consolidate and and like, and like systematize our living structures and just really make our footprint more into the ground rather than all across the ground? I'm not going to argue with that. I mean, we could have this entire world populated with CRISPR creatures engineered to become dinosaurs again. While we live in our caverns underground. And I feel like that would be the most easily to sustain into the future,
2: mm-hmm. as
0: well as being the coolest possible future in our current
1: situation. I love that you just described the plot of Carnosaur. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's basically what I'm, we're aiming for. We've. <laughs> It, it took a long time for us to kind of consolidate our views mm-hmm. into that structure, but that is exactly what we want. Yeah. So Carnosaur, I haven't actually gotten to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really does concern um, a landscape of genetically engineered dinosaurs across the
1: entire Earth, while there is only remote outpost of humans. I mean, the, I haven't seen all the sequels just yet. Um, mm-hmm. We're working through that, but yeah, the initial one, um that was the premise that humans were fucking things up and we should go back to the the dinosaur days and give them another shot and there was multiple like <laughs> we should give them a shot yeah <laughs> there was like a uh, multiple uh pathways towards that so they were engineering people and uh poultry and they had like a like a laser printer made dinosaurs somehow
0: okay so they used a laser printer <laughs> using and they just generated these yeah I'm,
1: doesn't
0: not matter. Gonna, I'm not gonna question science doesn't matter yep like you shouldn't question Jurassic Park you sure as hell shouldn't question carnosaur mm-hmm. anyway so that's what I believe yeah I believe we should so if we can turn carnosaur. spiders
1: into dinosaurs too like yeah why not
0: okay so does this answer your question um Gilbert Edward George Larison Elliot Murray Kenan Mound. uh, On what to do with your spiders? Yes. Yes. Life finds a way, and it found a way. And uh, now it's time for you to find a different way. Yes. That's right. I've got Scott Cast here. There's three hosts, right? Mm -hmm. Three kind of spirits. Yeah. You know, two of them are predominant over the rest, Mm -hmm. particularly. We won't name names. There's Sneaky D, fan favorite Ian Dixon, and Scott Mm -hmm. from Scott Cast. Correct. I won't name names on who's (laughs) favorite. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to name names and how the oh, hierarchy is, yeah, but <clears throat> I've come up with a credo for each of us, and maybe it's true, maybe it's not, and I want your input. okay uh David wants to know the world, he likes to know the mechanics and the engineering of it. Mm-hmm. uh Ian wants to save the world. you he want to help people, yeah, you know. And Scott wants to mold the world in his image. Mm-hmm. Yes. You think that kind of encapsulated encapsulates us as a writ?
1: I think that's, yeah, that's, uh captures the essence of it. I think um, all of those things are kind of dependent on the others, though. That's why it works. Yeah. That's why it works. That's why it's a system. Yeah. That's why it's a tripartite triumvirate.
0: That's right. You know, that's what the ScottCast is, the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission otherwise known as ScottCast. And I think it's important to impress that upon people. And I know they love it. I know they do. But for me, ScottCast is just the pressure release valve for my truest thoughts, and purest ambitions. Mm. Is it not for you, too? For what now? Thoughts and ambitions. Uh, sure. You know, we want the world to be a certain way. Yeah. We have certain thoughts, and it's a vehicle for that. Sure. And I said it in a superlative way. And you wouldn't, wouldn't ascribe to the full text of that. But... <laughs> <laughs> You do. uh, I'll ascribe to the Cliff Notes of it. You'll get the Cliff Notes, and you like that. I've been watching Master Charles recently. I think he understands podcasting. I think he's got a wisdom about his process and Mm -hmm. the way he engages with fans. Mm -hmm. He said uh, recently uh, that streaming online has helped him become the person he wanted to be. Hmm, I get that. Okay. Thanks. Tell me more about that. Well, I feel like ScottCast has brought out more Scott than most of my other enterprises, mm-hmm. I believe. You know, I think it's a good vessel for bringing out my personality as well as, I hope, the co-host's personality. Although I may just stampede all over you every day.
1: Well... I'm certainly more free with my thoughts here than in other venues, okay. this is the most free you are, besides perhaps the most intimate environs. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. definitely uh a lot of conversations happening here that wouldn't happen like with coworkers, let's say.
0: okay, yeah, <laughs> same same here. same <laughs> yeah. here, definitely. yeah that's it's it makes me a little wary to publish it because of that fact, but at the same time. Like, like what Master Charles said, it's like, okay, what do I want to be? I want right. to be somebody I feel good about throughout. Mm-hmm. So, even though this isn't stuff I would say, like, I like that I'm at least moving towards becoming somebody who says what they think all the time.
1: Right. And it's just pure, and he just always stands by it. Yeah. And that's part of, uh, that's part of growing, right? Is mm-hmm. we're confronting our darkest selves, and I'm sure I've said things on here that I've regretted upon listening later. Oh, of but, course, everyone. Um, does. But that gives me a chance to reflect and clarify and mm-hmm. and evolve. And yeah, that's that's what this is about. Yeah, and I can always delete episodes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, not really. Scottcast is a refuge. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a refuge because it, we strive for an ideal mm-hmm. podcaster persona on Scottcast and we ascribe to it with the teachings of thy podcast glory and all our entertainments we've had mm-hmm. and we give it to our followers and we take pride and joy in participating in the podcasting world. The three passions that is the refuge of ScottCast. All hail cast Glory be to ScottCast. That's right. If you get that joke, email hot for ScottCast at gmail.com. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. So I want to be the most famous Scott. Yeah. I don't think that's actually a very lofty goal, Mm -hmm. because who's the most famous Scott? I've got a list of people.
1: It's not a very great list. The first one to come to mind is like not a good, not not a good Scott, Scott Scott Baio. (laughs) Yes, that's the first on my list, too. (laughs) It's like, like, oh God, there's got to be a better Scott than that No, Scott Baio
0: is like the (laughs) flagship Scott for some reason And like, that's always bothered me Yeah, like I get that Like, there's Scottie Pippen Okay He's like the coolest Scott That's a cool Scott He's the coolest Scott Because he's like, you know, partner with Michael Jordan himself Yeah Then you got Scottie from Star Trek Okay He's a pretty cool Scott, mm-hmm. you know? I'll beam you up. Yeah, he was Scottish and in his bass, and it's cool, I guess. But then after that, like, it's Scotty doesn't know. You know, Scotty doesn't know that Fiona and me do it every night, every Sunday at three. I don't know, Scotty doesn't know. Well, I do, because people sing it to me all the time. It's horrible. Yes, it's from this movie called Euro Trip. Hmm. And the premise of it is, like, right at the beginning, this guy finds out his girlfriend cheats on him because the rock star sings this song. Mm. Scotty doesn't know. Gotcha. And, like, his girlfriend's up there on stage making out with him and all that. And point is, it's, it's, it's not a good for the Scott name, and that's, like, number four. Uh, and, and, like, Scott Stapp. Ooh. Right? That's a, That's a rough one. Name another good Scott. Like... <laughs> there's not many good Scots you know it's like we're talking Creed now mm-hmm. we're talking with arms wide open so I think like if I really like focus on like making Cast like a niche podcast mm-hmm.
1: I can become the most famous Scott yeah I mean with that competition it's like you just have to be not awful basically
0: right <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 so like if I I that's that's just the that's just the mission statement it's yeah. where I'm going like I'm also competing against Scott Bradley from the Scott Bradley's postmodern jukebox but mm-hmm. like that's you know come on <laughs> we're practically at the same level at this point yeah you know my website comes up before his stuff that's right sometimes actually it's usually a bunch of youtube but then it's my website mhm eventually Anyway, <laughs> thescottcast.com where you can subscribe and listen to all our episodes. We got news. Dixon, in the News segment, I think it's time. For, you know? All right. Wisconsin fugitive survives three years in a makeshift bunker. Mm-hmm. This, I mean,. You sent it in. It's in yeah. the new style,
2: mm.
1: and the, so this guy—it was apropos uh, our quest for Scott Cast City. Yes, there were some details that were troubling.
0: Right, this is one of these things where there's like externalities regarding to how this happened and why this happened mm-hmm. that. Um, do not, you know, it's not. We don't condone this man in any way. Correct. We're glad he was found. Mm-hmm. We will steal his plans. We will kick him in the shins. Take his stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: He is a pedo who lived for three years in an underground bunker that was completely self-sustaining. Apparently. Hmm. I mean, isn't anybody curious how that works? I mean, that part of it, I'm all about. Yeah. Like, I would love to know how to, like, stay in the same room for three years. Right. Just, like, from a survival standpoint. Yeah. You know, bunker down. Because, like, nuclear war could happen. cast City, it should happen. So, like, how do we bunker down but also construct within a bunker without, like, fumigating yourself? Yeah. You know, those kind of questions we want answered. And if you know anybody who knows anything about that, hop for scottcast at gmail.com. That's hop the number four and scottcast at gmail.com.
1: So how did he do it?
0: Oh, let's look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Solar power, mm-hmm. very ecologically minded Beto. Yes. in uh, a pedal generator. Ooh, a fitness minded Beto. Mm hmm. A hunter stumbled upon him. Mm. It does not say whether this person hunts animals or pedos. Either way, he found one. Ah, what Blah, Okay. it's way too narrative it's like and then he tentatively approached the door was it a pedo <laughs>
1: <laughs> like no come on just give me the nitty-gritty where'd he where pee so i mean i think th- yeah i think you got the the gist of it is it like it's pedo knew he was in for some jail time and he was gonna get pounded in the ass uh without consent for a change right. and uh he he made this plan to to make like a spot where he could be all all alone, and uh, well, they finally found him. Yeah, but so but it took
0: three years. Yeah, three years of self sustaining in the woods, bear grill style. Like, did he even leave his little bunker? It doesn't say any of this. So.
1: It stayed warm in winter and cool in summer. This place sounds like Walden Pond for... for... And it's in Wisconsin where it's like frozen hell for six months of the year. Right? So, this fella had some valuable things to share with society. If only he didn't like to diddle little kids, right? Yeah, he could have wrote a great guidebook
2: Yeah,
0: Like, honestly, like, like you self-sustained yourself for three years in the wilderness. This is a decision you could make
1: without being a pedo. Right. So we could take that model and expand that to, to the rest of us and we wouldn't have to worry about all this climate change bullshit.
0: Yeah. I'm so mad at this pedo and this wasted opportunity. You know, like he lives for three years, completely self-sustained. Like, no money, no cell phone, (laughs) no nothing, no Internet. Yeah. Just him and his thoughts, which I don't want to think about. (laughs) You know, some people would do better. I'm on the record as saying I would love to be a hermit. Mm Mm-hmm. I would love to hermit. Yeah. I would love to hermit somewhere. Like, uh, I would love to get this self-sustaining structure. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have to ascribe the invention in Cast City to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those things It's like... Because we should really steal this and like, call it like the Scott Cass Living Pod, and this is yeah. how people live, is in these, well, for lack of a better term, pedo bunkers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that's like uh you have to separate the the person who's who's brought about these ideas from like their other actions, right? Like it was desperation that drove him to
0: this genius. Yeah. That's undeniable. Desperation born of screwing up and being an evil bastard. <laughs> a touchy one, too. I don't appreciate it. But I just, I'm, I'm really into the idea of self-sustaining. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> a huge you quandary. You can't deny the innovation there. It's like comedians talking about Bill Cosby. Exactly. You know, it's like, man, I really like that. I really like uh, his I wish work, he didn't though. do
1: all that creepy shit.
0: Yeah. You know? Elon Musk now tied to Jeffrey Epstein. I would really... I'm, David's definitely in the camp of this did not happen, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: cognitive dissonance. Does Robot David have any thoughts about that?
0: Uh, Robot David? Oh, let's wake him up. Let's wake him up. He, I put him on standby and charge mode because we've got a big show on mm-hmm. August 24th, Saturday, 2 p.m. at the Ghost Light. And I hear Robot David is going to be like full force that day. Robot David is going to be here in organic form. That's right. We made an AI organic beast machine. Anyways, uh, David, David, um, uh, are you, uh, hey, 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 come on. Are, are you up? Are you up? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hi. Hi, David. Um, I, I, how are you doing? I don't know. It's a little off, but I like it. Oh, okay. 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 That's good. He feels a little off, but he likes it. That's the typical response. Yeah. He likes it when it's uh, a little off kilter. That's why we. That's why we bring him around. You know. That's right. true. Yeah. Right. So. Uh so, so David, what, were, what were we what we what do we need to ask him about? Oh yeah, Elon Musk. Yeah. Elon Musk. Do you think Elon Musk is associated with uh, with a? No 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 no. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't think that you would. I mean you've been yeah yeah, you've been programmed pretty pretty right. with, uh, by David, the originator. Yeah. From one life to lift. Go to one life to lift, those are numbers dot com and hear his episodes. He's got two
1: episodes out right now. Don't type those are numbers. Oh. Number one yeah. life. Number two lift.com. Exactly. Yes. Do that. And listen to those two
0: episodes. One of them has me. The other has his mom and his sister-in-law. Concerning uh, both the male and the female perspective towards not really exercising much. (laughs) I don't know why they had to be a dichotomy. (laughs) But there it is. I think they exercise more than me, though. Like they do golf and stuff. So anyways. uh, 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 Right. uh, Let's just be real, okay? Okay. Okay, David. Calm down. So, I just want to think of you. Uh, no, I just want you to think of Elon Musk, right? Right? Right. Okay. He's in a shady back room area talking like big business, big Illuminati business. Right. Yeah. I mean, we all know Elon Musk goes to shady back room areas and does Illuminati business. Right. It seems that, like, everybody in the Illuminati has, like, a certain predilection. Yeah. Do you agree with me so far? Right. It's a little off, but I like it. Okay. All I'm saying is that maybe Elon Musk talked one time with Jim. No, 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 no. Oh. Uh, he, He just really doesn't think so. Yeah. Too much cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance affects a lot in our life. That's
1: okay, David. That's okay, David. Right. You know, like she programmed a lot of emotional responses into this AI, David. Yeah. yeah he he just
0: gets he he just he just furthers things along on yes or no basis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how this could have happened. Oh,
0: David. Okay, do you have any novel thoughts? I like to think if Spider-Man was on Tinder, he'd have cast that web. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. no, we got him thinking about... Oh, no. no we got him thinking oh, about... Yeah. Uh, okay, we turned him off. Yeah. So that was Robot David. Mm. He, he's kind of a mess to deal with. Yeah. But we're upgrading him for the live show. Like that was him in like. We're gonna uh, try. We might have to. That was Linux, David. Yeah. We're gonna bring Windows, David. (laughs) (laughs) Windows ninety (laughs) five. Windows ninety (laughs) five. Robot David. (laughs) We are doing that now. Okay. It's gonna be Windows. He's gonna be run. It's gonna be an organic material being, sentient being, AI run, Mm -hmm. machine learning,
2: yeah,
0: organic CRISPR uh, computer processors. So like. A good computer these days has like 8 to 14 core processors. Yeah. Right? Uh, this robot, David, has as many core, proces- core processors as it has brain cells. So. It's a lot. 8 to 14 or? It's about four 400. Oh. Okay. It's pretty good. Yeah. Not a lot. You'd think it would be more. So that's that. All right. Oh shit. What was that? I don't know.
1: This podcast is so
0: suspenseful. Right. I want to bring back silence, you know? Mm-hmm. Like if someone listens through that entire Thunder session, yeah, they're a true fan. They made it through. They were like, what's he doing? Why won't he talk? Is this, does this mean something? Is there going to be resolution? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now. No. No. Not at all. There was no reason that I stopped and did that. I didn't even take a drink during that. Like, like, that's true. It wasn't even a practical one. Ian just stared at me. I thought you were going to do something too. Yeah. There's a lot of anticipation.
2: Yeah. I
0: could feel it in the air. I'm going to feel it in the water. Mm mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. did we learn something just now
0: (laughs) (laughs) we learned about my feelings maybe not really Uh, so i'm doing this uh comedy stand-up thing this is a great time to notice and to note this okay uh i'm doing this thing at uh what do they call it uh The Comedy Castle, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Yeah. Uh, They're doing like this uh, comedy stand-up class thing. Mm -hmm. I'm taking it. And the goal is to develop seven minutes of material. Okay. And I don't know how to develop material in any way. So. Obviously. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've got that on record. (laughs) Like, I'm ahead of people in the sense that I'm totally okay with just bombing on Mike. Mm Mm-hmm. I've talked to the mic to complete silence all the time. Yeah. It is not uncomfortable to me. Oh, but Saval did bring up a topic. Hmm. And I think bringing it up in this way makes it sound bad. But it was purely in the vested interest of like, oh, this is weird. But, um, in, like, Europe, mm-hmm. there's now a sperm bank that okay. only houses genius sperm. Mm. Genius sperm. Okay. People are protesting it, though.
1: Yeah? Calling it... Eugenics? Eugenics. Well, I mean... It is and it isn't. Like, if you were just a person and you were uh, looking to procreate and you, like, really vetted thoroughly Mm -hmm. and, like, required IQ tests before you slept with anybody, then I guess, like, is that eugenics? Is that, like, a shitty way to be? I mean, a little bit
0: because, like, (laughs) smart people can be dicks. True. True. You know, there should yeah, be like. Just because
1: they're geniuses doesn't mean they're yeah. like swell people.
0: Yeah. Like there should be a minimum threshold, but there shouldn't be like a absurd threshold. Like only geniuses get to procreate because that's how you create crazy Illuminati people.
1: Well, it's not only geniuses get to procreate, it's only geniuses or only rich people get to buy genius sperm and maybe get a baby. Right. And maybe just
0: create an inbred and like. Yeah. Like, because like, it's going to all be like mass produced, right? Like, if you get some real good, you know, stuff. <laughs> get that good splooge. Yeah. <laughs> but if you have some fine product that tends to yield really good results all the mm-hmm. time, like, you're going to take note of that, right? Because, like, I imagine, like, that's what they're going to be doing if it's like all this genetic manipulation kind of stuff, is mm-hmm. they're going to create copies of all the DNA kind of samples and find a way to kind of reproduce it and like when there's something that's really working well that like engineer it and just create a base product Mm. you know and then people will get to call in and be like okay so i want i want the uh proto-einstein model with um
1: uh, red bushy eyebrows but this is just sperm this is not embryos this is just the sperm this is just genius blue. so you're still Whatever lady is purchasing this splooge, I imagine someone is going around MIT with a magazine and a cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's still there's still a female on the other side that's per, that's uh, contributing some DNA. Mm-hmm. So, so like, and I guess like it has to be like dominant genes. That... Yeah, so you, there's no guarantee that your baby's going to be a genius just because you got some genius splooge. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm just saying, like, if they
0: do this with enough numeration, Mm -hmm. they may find a particular splude sample that they can replicate Mm -hmm. that also tends to lead, let's say, 80% of the time over 54% of the time to genius making. Mm -hmm. And they will replicate that. And then everybody will use that same sperm in their kid. And then there's going to be this whole generation of kids that are essentially half-brothers, just because of market capitalism,
1: you know what we need uh we need more um intellectuals I'm not real upset about this,
0: but it's like intellectual elite, and like who mm. knows if it's gonna like, it's 80%, so there's going to be 20% of these people that's going to be kind of, like, sub-intellectual, so they're going to get all the jobs anyway, mm-hmm. but they're not actually
1: qualified, but, like, they're going to get that, and then, like, it's going to be a whole ruling well, class. Well, it's, it's just rich people buying this sperm anyway, so, like, they're already set up to get those jobs with no qualifications. That's a thought. <laughs> so, like, just, like, let's make our oppressors smarter? Yeah. That's your thing? Well, I read another thing that was like um, it didn't it didn't draw a causal link, but it it was about like preliminary data on the effect of like uh, the use the use of social media and how um, we are able to process information mm-hmm. and apparently people who Use social media excessively, like the parts of their brain that you would need to like understand, uh, uh, like a scientific article, like a scholarly article. Yeah, they're just not there. You need to add like buttons on all the paragraphs. <laughs> I'll find the paragraphs with well, most yeah, likes. It's, mm-hmm. it's just like the way they're pro- they're learning to process information through the use of social media. So, um kind of bang, 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 one hit, like just surface that they don't learn how to integrate information. And so you get these scholarly articles that are like, you have all these, uh, these, what's the word? You have like premises to set up your argument, right? Yes. There's a word for that that I can't think of right now. But there's, you have to, You have to um, kind of synthesize all this information that you're getting into something that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And they can't do that. They can take one bit or this bit or that bit or that bit, but they can't tie it all together to make sense of big picture. Because of social media. Because, yeah, their their brains are trained to just take surface information. I mean, it is, though. Like. I mean,
0: I've been reading up on uh, web design and like doing it for user engagement and all that, and everything is always about dumbing it down, dumbing it down, making it (laughs) big, making it obvious. Skimming through—that's awesome. Mm -hmm. It's like so. Like the thing with like here's the deal: like you go, let's say you Google like some stupid thing, like how to do something really simple, something that. Any normal person would just tell you how to do it mm-hmm. in like three words: like yeah. turn it on, hit the switch, and uh, kick it if it don't work.
2: <laughs>
0: you know, like, and then like, but like every time you Google it and you click an article, it's always this long introduction being like, you know, sometimes when you're just out and about, you might think that hey, I want to do this thing, but. Hmm, I don't know how to do this thing. This thing would be too difficult to do. I might get a professional, but that costs too much. Well, how about this? Here's a great little life hack in just 16 steps. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. and then it's the headings, headings, pictures, pictures, and just, yeah. The thing is, is that Google rewards all that bullshit. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, they wrote a lot about it. They must be authoritative. They have a lot to say. Mm-hmm. Put it up there. Yeah. You know, so like you get now that's why you have recipes where it's in, where it's like how to cook scrambled eggs and you get their <laughs> fucking. Oh, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> and you, it was I, almost clean. You can tell when I get angry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh but you get their life story with their scrambled egg recipe. Yeah. Just whisk it in a bowl and pour it in the pan. That's how you do it. That's it. And scramble it.
1: That's why it's called scrambled egg. Well, it's scrambled once you whisk it.
0: Right. Anyway, point being, <laughs> all that preamble is just uh, feeding the machine. Yeah. It's just, uh, what's it called? perverse incentives. Mm-hmm. Like they're writing this article and like their goal should be to make you uh good at cooking eggs. Yeah. But instead, their goal is they want to be first on Google so that they get a lot of clicks and so mm-hmm. they get a lot of ad views, they get a lot of accidental ad clicks when people are scrolling and their fat freaking fingers mm-hmm. hit the banner ad and they get to this new page and they're like, "Why am I here?" You know, that's what they're really making those sites for. And that's what everyone's learning everything they
1: know how to do these days from. So the machine has created this problem that we have where people are dumb as fuck. And they can't understand information. So we need more smart people. But the machine has also made it so that only rich people can procreate with smart people, so that the machine can uh, continue itself, can uh, continue to produce these these things that make us dumb and control us. Are you Is that s- what you're saying? Uh, well, no, because I'm not sure what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All I'm saying is that well, you brought up the Illuminati again and now it got I mean, that was just my standard Google brand. Yeah. About well, I'm saying that like we're definitely getting dumped down by the internet, like yes. you said with the social media. We're definitely undeniably, yes. Like our ability to take in information is getting skewed towards that mm-hmm. in a heavy heavy way.
1: Yeah. And our ability to just sit so and ponder is very, that, that creates a vacuum f- for people who can understand information, we need that to advance society, right? Mm-hmm. How did that problem start, though? It was because... Silicon Valley, Mark Zuckerberg. It's he's, but that's just greedy short-termism. Yeah, smart asses are being greedy purpose. and they're dumbing people down so that they can take advantage of
0: them. That's just short-termism. Like, they don't. They didn't think that like people were going to get stupid and easy to manipulate. Like, you don't think so? I mean, I think they, I don't think easy to manipulate was the goal. I think easy to sell yeah, was to a, was, but then it, it was then a nice it side just, effect. It worked so well in manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause I mean, think about it. Like, you hired the smartest people out of the country's top colleges and mm-hmm. give them the best salaries yeah. and these crazy packages, and there's a slide that you can ride and work. Mm-hmm. You know, you get your own scooter, and they pay for lunch and they pay for a kayak. Yeah. You get to have the kayak. You get to keep the kayak. Mm-hmm. So they have all these incentives for the world's smartest people mm-hmm. to work for them. And their goal, their, their mission,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, is to increase engagement. Yeah. I want people to look at this longer. I want people to share more. I want people to comment more, press things more. So they experiment. They do A, B tests. Mm-hmm. And they just... Always go with the winner. Yeah. Just a steady march forward. No thinking if you should. And that's the problem, right? Right? Just doing it because you could. Yeah. And now we have these attention-sucking Goliaths. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, Mm -hmm. Google itself.
1: Can you so, tell I've been on all those sites like six hours <laughs> today. <laughs> YouTube. You got kind of a look in your eye when you mention their names. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this weird, like <laughs> adoring hatred. <laughs> it's a unique expression. So if we were to we, if, if we were to undo that, if we were to uh, create a plan to kind of grassroots take take the power back, how do we do that? People have, like, ideas, like, the
0: DuckDuckGo is, like, a kind of thing, like, the standard response to all this is to lock down your privacy, but that's mm-hmm. kind of like a paranoid bunker mentality, which I'm for, and I have done.
1: Yeah.
0: Firefox VPN, DuckDuckGo all the
1: way. We're all about bunkers here. Yeah, so that's what I've got to do. I basically but No pedos, though.
0: No pedos. <laughs> yeah, no, no pedos. That bunker designed by that one pedo. But besides that. <laughs> <laughs> no pedos. Just that one thing that
1: one guy did. Yeah. <laughs> Not that thing.
0: The other thing. We Just the design. <laughs> of the bunker. Jeez, this is hard to steal. <laughs> we really need to come up with like a straw man and invented this bunker. So there was this man. His name was Larry. Larry, I would say. And he'd be like, "What do you want, Scott?" And I was just be like, oh, "I just want to see you, buddy." He was always so happy mm. and always so kind and generous. Well, one day Larry got sick of being kind and generous, and he left all his money on the front porch of the widow next door, mm. covered it in dog feces, instead oh. of plays, and then he went and lived in the woods as a hermit, okay, in a bunker. For three years hmm. until the cops came by and s- took him away so yes I understand it's a little seedy Scott casts history with the whole uh, solo bunkers that all of the populace get but it's just a guy who smashed burned his money away yeah and covered it in dog feces it's just like on a windows
1: uh, Elon Musk being associated with uh, that Epstein guy no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Robot Dave. <laughs> he just woke him up. We got I got to turn him back off again. I don't know. It's just like uh, Elon Musk never, ever having any contact with that Epstein guy. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, you know,
0: I don't know. I mean, that is like... I am kind of far and away from politics Mm -hmm. these days, you know. You kind of got to keep yourself sane. Right. Yeah. But that Epstein case, like, it's fascinating. It's, like,
1: so, like, conspiratorial. Well, like, yeah, like, how do you be someone that big and get away with such heinous shit? And, like, I guess because he's rich and he's connected, but... Who else that was connected knew about it? And I mean, like,
0: it's all tied up in blackmail. Yeah. So that's just... the thing. It's like he's blackmailing the world's greatest, like the, like, the world's largest, I mean by that, like, the biggest. Right. Leaders, you know, like, he's targeting all these people. Like, that's insane. Like, the stuff that this guy knows, and is probably, like, crawling around. Like, because he's got to keep, if you're going to be a blackmailer, you don't just use your words. Right. Yeah, you <laughs> got it. You got hard evidence. You know where's all that evidence? And you know the FBI's taking it in. Mm-hmm. Now he's dead. Some heinous shit. Mm. Conspiracy. But you know, even then, if even if he was like ordered to be killed, mm-hmm. or like he killed himself because obviously, why wouldn't you? Right. Or like it was just like some negligence in some way.
1: Mm-hmm. Doesn't
0: matter. Yeah. It's still like an. I mean, how can you, how can you have faith in like a world order, right? When stuff like that comes to surface and it's just so much of a bombshell,
1: yeah. And
0: like you can't even cover it up. Like the greatest minds in the world can't cover it up. What if this is all a distraction from what? I mean, they've kept that guy on ice for. Years since he's already been convicted of the same exact crime, Mm. now now all of a sudden everyone's up in arms. You know, they're probably distracting people from the fact that I don't know what could they be distracted from. Skycast, I don't know. I think it's Skycast, guys. Ever since Skycast started up, yeah, the news has been getting crazier and crazier. We don't talk about the news. That's true. But, like, the news and, you know, good old, like, just as soon as just 2017, early 2017, 2016, I mean, mean, compared to today, it seems like an upward trajectory of all this stuff. We are definitely
1: uh, hurtling uncontrollably towards an extinction event. Yeah. So, Scott (laughs) City. And, Yeah. Maybe they're maybe they're trying to take Scott Cast City down. I you think know. it's
0: a conspiracy. Everything is a conspiracy against Scott City. Like we are the true grassroots movement. Like if you're a big like Bernie Sanders fan and you really mm-hmm. believe that stuff, you would probably be a good Scott Cast citizen. Probably. You We're know. all about that. You well, know. I'm all about that. I I mean, I'm going to be running the show, right? For the most part, you know, like David says, we got to throw in some universal income.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm I'm done with that. You know, and we gotta throw in some other stuff, and everyone's gonna be living in a hole designed by a pedo. So, <laughs> I'm cool with all that. Seems like cost of living's gonna be
1: low. <laughs> <laughs> but they're definitely trying to bring you down. Yeah, I really believe that because you know. I brought you some junk mail um, well, when I arrived. Well, that's correct. And they're they're trying to draw you in with some thirty five dollar BJ's. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> so, yeah, this is a this it is a card,
0: thirty five dollars BJ's gift card. Yeah, I just read that. <laughs> it was in That's my That's literally what it says. So, look, we went to the theater uh, the night ago or two nights ago. Yep, yeah. and um, we went to see a movie. On the way. We see a parking lot that has, like, a BJ's and a phallus sportswear. Mm-hmm. Bronwyn makes a joke. <laughs> Obviously. Because how could you not? She's Sneaky B. Yeah. She's got a reputation to uphold. She's the world's least recorded Scott Castigator. <laughs> but, psh, yeah. So, oh, that's what a Scott Castigator is. Scott Castigators are the people who've been on the pod. It's Scott not the cast, listeners. It's just Scott the cast citizens are people okay. who are
1: listeners. All right. I'm changing saying. the terminology in the middle of the cast. That's <laughs> fine. It's okay. Anyways,
0: <laughs> in the middle of a story, in the middle of the cast, <laughs> I'm a great broadcaster. Yeah, I'm an amazing broadcaster. So, anyways, we got this thirty-five dollars BJ's gift card in the mail. Opera Pro, mm-hmm. right? No, we go to the theater. Sit there in
1: these plush recliners these Mm. days. All theaters have plush recliners, like I've discovered. There's like 12 seats, and they're just all huge and fucking overstuffed. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I mean, mean, the story explains itself, but
0: I must have not gone to theaters in over a decade, and and they all just cranked up the amenities like crazy. There's a bar now. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Like...
0: I subscribe to A-List and get that three movies a week. Apparently, David told me about it like on episode eight of ScottCast. Mm -hmm. I didn't remember. I thought I discovered it all on my own. Sorry, David. But anyway, there's a commercial during the trailer, and it's for BJs. And every single thing they're saying is not quite a BJ joke.
1: But like they've got mouth-watering meats at BJ's. Yeah, mouth-watering meats at BJ's. Like,
0: and it doesn't have any of those puns here or anything like that. So it's like, are they really going for the BJ pun funny marketing strategy? Was that just an errant trailer that nobody really? Looked at, like I could see, like, an old guy who owns, like, an old man named, like, um, Beauregard Jeremide. You know? Yeah. Beauregard Jeremide being like, I will create a department store to rival that of Walmart. But to do so, I must brand it with my name so that all will know my accomplishment. (laughs) Call it BJs. The attention span of an American is short. But it'll be enough. <laughs> There's nothing an American knows associated with BJs besides my fine products. That's right. Absolutely nothing in America will eclipse my
1: department store when people say the word BJ. But it's all about location, location, location. Where does the BJ go? That's what (laughs) they always ask me. (laughs) (laughs) Must be next to a phallus. I like it
0: next to a phallus sportswear. They've got comfy (laughs) jeans. Sports jeans. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So that's the segment called... um, In the eyes of the BJ CEO, maybe we'll bring it back. Maybe. Yeah. You know. It's a little off, but I like it. Thank you.
1: So what did we learn today? Um, damn, we've been all over the place today. Um...
0: Eugenics is still bad. Eugenics is still bad, but um it's coming in with some new strategies yeah you know coming it's bad for different reasons now.
1: It's not overly racist at least yeah, that's good. that's progress. We do need some smart people yeah, but just uh just find some smart people to, to procreate with or don't. Or just, we're all going yeah. to die very soon. Don't procreate. <laughs> we're not going to die because we're going to
0: Scott Cast City. That's true. But, like, yeah, if you're going to be in Scott Cast City, just, like, look, we'll we'll do the, we'll we'll bring some people that can do the tying up stuff for both sides. You know what I'm saying? We're tying up stuff? Yeah, if you're too dumb and you know it, just tie up. San? Oh, yeah. That kind of tie up.
1: Yeah. I thought something else. So I'm sorry.
0: Oh, okay. Email Hop for ScottCast at gmail.com with what you thought I meant. <laughs> and that's how you get in the email bag. And what I learned is that, you know, ScottCast is going to have a very interesting live show on August 24th. That the Ghost Light in at 2 p.m. Please. 2 p.m. or 5 p.m. or both or 2 p.m. Probably 2 (laughs) p.m. Check the Facebook. Check the Facebook event there. And that will need to know for sure. But it's going to be a great event. It's free. There's also a bunch of other podcasts, a bunch of other musicians, a bunch of other movies, like 20 movies.
1: Hell yeah. Being
0: screened. It's a great time. Come to Hamtramck. Have a party. Get some chips. Go eat some tacos. Come back. Watch some movies. Watch us. Watch them. That'd be great. Yeah. Life is a highway. Anyways, I'm not gonna sing the rest of that. Thank you. Alright, <laughs> all, right, uh, all hell Scott Glory be to Scott Cast. righty. See you later, Scott Castigators. How's my line? Oh, wh- okay, wait. What did I say first? I don't remember. I say bye, ScottCast. Cast. Okay, see ya. Yeah. You say see you later, Sky
1: Castigators.
0: See you later, ScottCastigators. Castigators. I bid the dude. God okay.